0: Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today we're going to be continuing our character study and looking at Daniel. Alright, so... You may be wondering, Daniel. Like we fast-forwarded all the way through uh, most of the Old Testament. Uh, we <laughs> last one we talked about was Gideon, and now yeah. we're, we're stopping off at, at Daniel. Yeah. Um. So we've come a long way, but uh, you know, we didn't want to spend um months and months on on these character studies, and we still have some to get to in the New Testament. And so, yeah. um, you know, it might be something we come back to and look at at some of the other judges, some of the kings, um, yeah. especially if especially if
1: someone says, hey do this guy or do this lady. We will certainly do that. So yeah. if, if you guys have a request of somebody that you'd like us to do a character study on, please let us know. We yeah. would love to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um but for today, uh it's Daniel. Um yep. and he is one of my favorite uh characters in the Old Testament. You know, we were, we we're just talking before we got started here that there's so many similarities with uh Daniel and Joseph. The yep. the way that they're kind of um uh taken into a foreign land uh that they are not highly regarded at all um Joseph uh works his way up falls back down works his way back up again yep. um and eventually towards the end of Joseph's life he's the, the second in command in all of Egypt and, yep. and and Pharaoh says like like other than me there's nobody else that can tell you what to do. You, yeah. you are in charge of everyone but me, is, yeah. is what Pharaoh tells him. Yeah. And we see at the end of uh, Daniel's story, he winds up in the exact same position in all of Babylon. Yeah. That, that there's nobody that can tell Daniel what to do, and there's um, nobody that can, can tell Daniel that they don't want to listen to him, except
1: for the king himself. Yeah. Um, well, and the, the same thing is true of Mordecai. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, with the Persians at the right? end of I mean, the Book of Esther. Yeah, yeah. So you've got Mordecai, who's who's a Jew, who's in pretty relatively high standing. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the people listen to him, and and then Haman makes the attack against the Jews. So now he's in sackcloth and ashes in front of the king's gate. Yeah, and then he he saves the king. Nothing happens then, but soon after he's elevated and he's put on the king's horse. Yeah, and he's you know ridden around the city. Right. And so he's elevated there and then he goes back to being at the king's gate because yeah. the Jews are still going to die. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, Haman is asked of the king, you know, what would you do for the man in whom the king delights? Yeah. And Haman's like, man, give me your robe, give the horse you riding on. Well, Mordecai would have been like, save the Jews. Right. Like yeah. his priorities <laughs> a little different. Um, and then, you know, he's, he's uh, elevated. He gets all of Haman's stuff. He's second in command of of Mm -hmm. the Persian. And I think what we see throughout the scriptures is that God is able to bring his people Wherever he wants his people to be, yeah, which is a really,
0: really cool thing. Yeah, um, and and what's cool also is just kind of the 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 history buff in me that that likes to to go through and and line up all of these old accounts and see, um, you know, where does even Ezra and Nehemiah fit in when they were taking um some of the the remnant of Israel back to the promised land and yep. rebuilding the temple, rebuilding the city of Jerusalem, and yeah. um, while Daniel is actually still over. In Babylon, uh, yeah. he doesn't go back with them. It, it's just an interesting study when you're li- when you line up all of these um, uh, Old Testament uh, accounts. So, yeah. um, but Daniel, yeah, we'll, we'll start in in chapter one with Daniel, um, yeah. and we see that he is. Um, He's part of the, the nation of Israel that's taken away to Babylon mm-hmm. uh, that's taken into captivity and um, almost immediately in this book of Daniel we're introduced to the kind of man that he is you know the, the, the character that that he has, that his faithfulness that he he has to God um, yeah. and and that's something that's evident throughout the book but but it's right away we're introduced this is the type of individual that Daniel is.
1: yes. Well, so you've got, you've got Nebuchadnezzar, right? The, the king of Judah at this point, which was really, I guess, the last king of Judah, Mm -hmm. for they were taken, the entire nation taken into captivity, uh, is, is Jehoiakim, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then what you've got in verse three, it says the king, which is Nebuchadnezzar, commanded uh, Ashpenaz, the chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility youths without blemish of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom endowed with knowledge understanding learning and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans so so who they choose then is the noble people the yeah. the noble israelites the high ranking uh, people in Israel and and they're smart, they're good looking, because I mean, what the king doesn't want to be surround. This is going to sound politically <laughs> incorrect, but the king doesn't want to be surrounded by ugly people who are dumb, right? Yeah, like that's yeah, absolutely that's the king does not want that. The king wants to be surrounded by smart, intelligent, beautiful people, yeah. right? Because that that then increases his own viewpoint of what others see him and how yeah. others view him, and yeah. so so he he, he chooses that. And it says in verse 5, the king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate. Now, that's a pretty neat little thing to be assigned to have a royal feast. That is what they are eating, a royal feast. And that includes the wine. That includes the meat. That includes all the stuff. Whatever the king ate, which would have been the best in the land, that's what they were going to eat. Uh, It says that uh, it says also of the wine that he drank. They were to be educated for three years, and at the end of that time, they were to stand before the king. Three years is a long time.
0: Yeah, so it's like this regimen that he's putting
1: them through. He's
0: um, quite honestly trying to uh, strengthen his kingdom. Um, That's at at the root of it. Is if he can have a stronger king's court, if he can have um, a a, um, better. Group of of the nobles, the, yes. the the people that are are the, the higher officials in yeah. his kingdom. than his his, retinue. his overall kingdom is going to increase in in power. Yeah. If he if he has more people that he trusts to yeah. put in charge of others, yeah. then that's going to just increase the power of his kingdom. And so yeah. uh, by putting them through this regimen, um, one he's trying to uh, get them used to his culture, yeah, uh, with with the food, but For also sure. through the education, getting them used to his, the the King's culture, but also, um, their language. Yeah. The, the, their language. And, and he's also just trying to educate
1: them, um, overall, just just yeah. make them wiser make them people. Yeah, yeah. Make them better. Um, well, and that's, that's such a, a smart move. I mean, you see the most successful business people today, they surround themselves with people, who are going to lift them up and bring them up. And exactly. That's, that's all he's trying to do. He's yeah. trying to raise and grow his kingdom. Yeah. Which is a, that's a smart thing
0: to do. Yeah, very good strategy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you see in verse eight, that Daniel is not going to have any part of at least defiling himself with the food. Correct. Um, the, this, um, this. Or,
1: or with the wine.
0: Or, or, or with the wine. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Uh, just like anything that he, he intakes. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and he knows hey, that this is not right. This is not what what God has commanded me to do. I yeah. I I can't partake
1: of this. Which uh- imagine being in that in that position, right? Yeah. You you have just been abducted mm-hmm. yeah. by this this nation who destroyed your nation in in war and battle, right? Like they. It wasn't like it was
0: well it says in verse 1 um they uh came to Jerusalem and besieged it yeah. you know you can look at um at historical accounts that, that that Jerusalem was surrounded they were cut off from all supplies mm-hmm. um and things got very very bad though yeah. this is a family show so i won't go too yeah. far into it but but yeah. they were they were beaten they were on starvation <laughs> they, they, yeah. they were being starved yeah. um, in order to conquer this yeah. city and so once they did then they just tore it apart yeah. and babylon took him away into captivity and yeah. and that's where
1: daniel's sitting at now yeah and he's and so so he's surrounded by all these people who have just conquered his people who have conquered him and he has the some might call it the gall, the audacity. Mm-hmm. What I call it is the bravery and the courage to yeah. stand up and say, "I'm not eating that." Yeah, like I'm not. And so, really, it, it says uh, he he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. So it wasn't right. like he just straight up refused to do this. Yeah, not defiant. Correct. But, he um, he he asked for permission. He said yeah. he, he basically, "Hey, I." There is a better way for me to eat, and a better way for me to do this. Is it possible that I cannot defile myself according to my faith, my religion, and and do something else? It says God gave God gave Daniel favor and compassion on the side of the chief of the eunuchs.
0: Yeah, and
1: go ahead. And it, well, I was going to say it only took ten
0: days. Yes, for, for this um, to be. Uh, to be shown that Daniel knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, because, uh, verse, th- verse 12. Th- yeah, th- this, uh, uh, I think they call him the, the chief eunuch or the chief of the eunuchs yeah. is basically telling Daniel, he's like, I don't want to be. Like, in trouble myself. If, yep. if I don't have you go through this regimen that has been lined out by the king. Yeah. Um, and then he looks upon you and he's like, why is this boy not healthy? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Where are
1: you all scrying? Why can I see your ribs? Right. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, then this chief of the eunuchs would be like, I'm going to be in trouble myself. And so Daniel says, just give us 10 days. Um, not even a week and a half and yeah. test our appearance versus the appearance of the others. Yep. And then you'll know that, w- that w- we're, being faithful to God because He's go, He's going to bless us, um, yeah. and and that's the message really that I think we can take from this is that it's not a matter it's it's not a Bible class of like kids eat your vegetables no. and drink your water you know but instead it's a but Bible, certainly do that certainly do that yeah but <laughs> but that's not like the point it's not because yeah. of what he ate it, correct it um, caused him to become
1: healthier. No, or, or He chose to glorify God. Exactly. And God blessed him because yeah. he made that choice. And that couldn't have been an easy choice. Like yeah. it, it could not have been easy to ask permission. It could not have been easy to, that food probably looked so unbelievably appetizing too. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, unbelie- and, and it was, it was commonplace in that, at that point to drink wine, yeah. right. To do it. All- so, I mean, there's so many things about that that would have been appetizing and easy to fall into, but he Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to do that, mm-hmm. which is it it takes so much strength, I think, to be able to do that. Um You get to the kind of the end of chapter one, it says God gave them learning, verse 17, mm-hmm. and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And we we don't have time to go over the dreams and the interpretations and the visions that Daniel had. Um, as, as much as, as we might like to, yeah,
0: I mean, to, to summarize, basically, um, Nebuchadnezzar has, um, multiple dreams throughout these next couple of chapters that, yeah. um, he is just confused by. He doesn't uh, know what's going, what, like what, what this dream means. And so, yeah. um, Daniel
1: is the one that's brought in, um, well, to, there's, there's a whole bunch of other people brought him first. Oh yeah. A
0: whole bunch of other people, all the magicians, wise men, everybody, yeah, nobody, nobody can figure out what it is. And so yeah. Daniel's the one that's brought in and, and he's able to interpret the King's dream for him. Um, without the King telling him what the dream was. Uh, yeah. Which is, that's absolutely fantastic too. Yeah. And again, another parallel that I see back to Joseph is yep. that's exactly how Joseph had his rise, um, throughout the kingdom is, yeah. um, is he was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream. But, um, again, it's not a matter of Daniel saying I've studied, I. Um, I've done X, Y, Z so that I can do this upon my own power to tell the king that I know everything. Instead, it's Daniel just coming in and saying, this is the dream you had. This is what it means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's God revealing it to you yep. um, through me. And, and yep. that's, that's all it is. And, and that's the fantastic thing about even today when we're trying to share the gospel. It's not a matter of, Hey, here's what I've studied. Here's all this knowledge that I've gained that I want to pour out upon somebody else instead. Yep. It's God revealing the gospel to you yes. and he's just using me as a vessel to do so yeah we, we have to channel the same kind of energy that 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 daniel and also joseph and um so many others have is i'm just a vessel that god is using to present his message yeah. to the, the, the world
1: what's the phrase vibing is that is that the phrase that the kids mm-hmm. use nowadays to
0: vibe do you to even, vibe yeah. oh you're you asking about like this channel the same kind of energy yeah yeah um not really. In no, the right context for that word,
1: but oh, okay. I, wrong context. I appreciate right. you trying. I, that's what <laughs> happens when you get old. You you lose sight of all the <laughs> the the isms. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to chapter three. So we've we we're gonna not necessarily take a break from Daniel, but we're gonna take a little bit of break from Daniel and well, talk
0: about his three friends. Daniel takes a break from Daniel. That's here true. In chapter three. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we've got we've got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and and the king Nebuchadnezzar he's made he's it says has made an image of gold right so it's an idol uh whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth 6 cubits so it's a this is a massive golden image yeah. and basically everybody is to bow down to it is to pay homage to it verse 4 says the herald proclaimed aloud you are commanded o peoples nations and languages in other words everybody mhm but that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon. What's a trigon? Do you know what a trigon is? No idea. Okay. Harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And so we we have this command. We have this uh, decree, And we have this idol. And so everybody in the entire nation is to bow down to it whenever they hear really any kind of music. I'm going to look up what the yeah. Trigon is here in a little bit once yeah. well, you start talking.
0: Uh, and I was going to say what's kind of interesting about this is uh, – this is coming on the heels of after Daniel's interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's first dream. Um, Nebuchadnezzar is just blown away. And he says um, in verse 47 of chapter two, the king answered and said to Daniel, truly your God is God of God's. And Lord of Kings and a revealer of mysteries for you've been able to reveal this mystery. Then the king gave Daniel high honors and many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. Daniel made a request of the king, and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon, but Daniel remained at the king's court. So that's the, the, uh, setup. The setup to this is that yeah. Nebuchadnezzar just made the statement that, wow, your God is God of gods. Your, yeah. your God is, is the Lord of all lords. He is, he is the top one now. Obviously, Nebuchadnezzar still kind of didn't fully believe could, that. Didn't well, <laughs> I think one didn't fully believe that, but yeah. also not fully understanding what it means to, um, to have just one god. Yeah, because um, if, if you're saying not, he, he's yeah. God of gods and, and Lord yeah. of of kings, still which is other why I think when we get to chapter three, he still feels right in his own heart to set up this golden image yeah. and have people worship him because he's thinking yeah, I understand Daniel's God is greater than me, but I still want my worship. That's due to me as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, well, cause those Kings thought that they were gods and of themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, and so that's where we get is it's, it's not so much that Nebuchadnezzar is just obvious, like automatically reverse his thinking from what we get in the end of chapter yeah. 22. Instead, he's still trying to put himself up on a high pedestal. Yeah. Um, maybe not as high as, as Daniel's God, but yeah. he's still trying to elevate himself up there,
1: yeah. um, to a status that can be worshiped. And, and, and he may not even see that as, as any sort of a uh, contradiction, right? Like, exactly. If you have so many different gods, well, we're just honoring this one for this time. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And, and I think that's where, where his mindset is at. Yeah. So a trigon. Yeah. I figured out what it is. It is a triangular lyre or harp of Roman and Greek antiquity. Oh, okay, cool. So it's it's a, I mean, obviously, so I a could, harp
0: in triangle form.
1: Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. Uh, the other thing it is is a supervillain in the DC universe. So
0: wow, okay. Yeah, I don't. I think knew that's... about th-
1: I knew about that one, but that's not what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, so, I don't think
0: that's what they're talking uh,
1: about. So anyway, all right. Um, so it's just a, it's a musical instrument, right? So yeah. we move forward and we have that this this decree has been made, right? And there are verse twelve. There are certain Jews whom you, talking to the king, these are some other officials, people who are talking to the king, says, who you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, right? So these officials are talking to the king and saying, hey, listen, you have made these guys officials here. Yeah. And they, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, pay no attention to you. Yeah. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And so Nebuchadnezzar, he gets he gets angry. He gets mad. Right. Which if you believe that you were a God, right, or you believe that you have some sort of authority or ability to be worshipped
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you find out that people are not doing that, that seems like an appropriate response to be. Angry. Yeah. And um,
0: one of the things that, you know, we talked about before we started here is like, OK, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are, are mentioned as though they did not bow down to uh, this golden image. What about Daniel? What about all yeah. of the other um, Israelites that are brought over from? Um, yeah, they do in captivity. What did they do? And uh, to be honest, I almost could could see there being a, a whole lot of individuals that kind of slink back into the shadows oh, yeah. and um, avoid bowing down, but not in such a um, blazing manner. Yeah. not In your face, we are going to stand here and not bow down a yeah. uh, type of manner that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. Yeah. Um, because I, I have a very difficult time believing that Daniel bowed down to this golden Correct. image. I have a very yeah. difficult time believing that, um, every other Jew besides Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego bowed down yeah. to this golden image. Um, like I said, because there are so many other individuals yeah. present well,
1: at and, this time, and these three are also in the spotlight. Yeah, right. Like they they are they are leaders of whatever it is. You know, they're, they're the leaders of the province of Babylon. Now, yeah. uh, Daniel is. The head of the province about, like he has yeah. been elevated high, yeah. and well, so he's in the king's court.
0: Yes, um, and so honestly, another possibility is Daniel could be out of town. Uh, quite be, honestly, he yeah. he could be visiting other provinces at, yeah. at this moment um, between the time that the image is set up and the music is played. The, yes. the shadow, Shack, and Abednego are thrown in the fiery furnace, and then Daniel yep. gets back to town, and the image has already been destroyed yeah. because we <laughs> we
1: don't we don't know exactly what, but exactly. but we can assume that it is more than three people. Yeah. Uh, however, these three are what we what we hear about. It's what yeah. we know they're, about. They're, they're the ones that are called to the carpet. Yeah. So so we'll make this relatively short, this story, because mo- most of y'all have heard it. Most of y'all know it. Um, so so the three of them are, are are not only thrown into the furnace, but they, they're, they're asked to turn, the guards are asked to turn the furnace up to seven times mm-hmm. its normal heat. And that's hot enough that when the guards get close enough to throw them in, they themselves – the guards are burned up. And so, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're bound. They, um, they, they, they can't really move well. You know, their hands are bound. Like yeah. they're, they're, they're done for. They're, they're going to die. Any yeah. normal instance in human history, they're going, to die. Well, and they're prepared for that too. Yeah. Because th- they even say to the king, um,
0: in verse 16, o Nebuchadnezzar, we need, we have no need to answer you on this matter. If this <laughs> be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. Think about saying that to a king. Yeah. But, we don't, we don't need to answer you. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and <laughs> like, they say, say in verse, geez. verse 18, But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. In other words, they're prepared. If, If they're going to face death here in the in this furnace, then Then they're going to die. They're prepared to do so. Um, They They say, "Are are God's able to deliver us? But even if He chooses not to, then we're still not going to to bow down
1: to you or your golden image." And it's it's interesting that it is it is because of that answer that he turns the heat up to seven times. Yeah, that's what makes him angry, (laughs) right? It's like he's already angry that they haven't done it. Yeah. But then he goes and he talks to him. He, he's trying to reason it like, guys, why, why are y'all not? And he said, hey, we don't really need to answer you. Yeah. We'll answer you, but we don't need to. Yeah. Our God well, and, is able.
0: In verse 19, and the expression of his face
1: was changed yeah. <laughs> against
0: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. Um, like, almost just like you can see it turning red, like yeah. with, with anger. Yeah.
1: And I think that's that's also an, an inward change too from, yeah. from, you know, he appointed them yeah. as, as leaders, right? And so... He's like, all right, nah. Yeah. Never, never again, he right? He feels betrayed. Yeah. So so they're thrown in. It says in uh, verse 21, these men were bound in their, tunic, in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down in the fire, burning, fiery furnace. So... So the guards died. The ones that threw them in died. Yeah. Right? So it's it's hot. Like it is really, really hot. And then verse 24, this is um, this is really cool. King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the, front, uh, into the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. He answered and said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Um, So I I have heard some sermons on this. I've heard discussions on this, people saying that it's Jesus, people saying that it's an angel. Um, I I, I don't have a definitive answer on, on my end. Um, but regardless of what it is, we know that it is the presence of God that is with them. Uh, That much I am 100% confident in saying. The presence of God is with them. and what form he took, I I don't know. But the presence of God is there. They are saved. And it says when they come out, and they come out of the fire, they're called out. Uh, It says in verse 27, the satraps, the prefects, the governors, And the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of these men. Those men, their hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed. And get this, no smell of fire had come upon them. Yeah, in other words, they don't even smell like smoke. No, like when when you go to a campfire, you walk away and you smell like smoke for the next, like, day. Yeah. Even after you shower. Yeah. These guys did not, nothing. They weren't affected by it.
0: Yeah. And again it's this miraculous thing very similar to the the burning bush that Moses saw. Yeah. Is um it was on fire and yet not being consumed. Correct. Um, and it's just it's miraculous the the power that that God is um showing off here quite honestly. Yeah. Um but what again sticks out to me is in verses uh, 28 and 29. He says in verse 29 um it's nebuchadnezzar making another step in his faith i believe yeah um, but he says therefore i make a decree any people nation or language that speaks anything against the god of shadrach meshach and abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid to ruins for there is no other god who is able to rescue in this way yeah so first daniel interprets nebuchadnezzar's dream and he says um it was my God that did this. It wasn't me. Yeah. And so <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar's like, wow, your God is God of gods, Lord of kings. Um, he's the, the revealer of mysteries. And now he sees this miracle. Um, and Nebuchadnezzar says, wow, um, anyone who speaks against this God. And so first it was like, wow, he's, he's the top of all of the gods that that are out there. And now he says, okay, you can't even speak against this God. Otherwise you're going to be torn limb from limb. Yeah. Um, and he says that uh, there's no other God who is able to rescue in this way. In other words, his power is greater. So not only is he the revealer of mysteries, but he is the most powerful, um, God that there's no other God um who can rescue in this way and we see Nebuchadnezzar's faith progressing but it doesn't quite progress enough Correct. Um, and, and that's what we get to in chapter four there's a, another dream that Nebuchadnezzar has that yeah. Daniel interprets for him again yeah. um that comes to pass but it's uh Nebuchadnezzar um being humbled yeah um, by God
1: because was uh, it verse verse uh, 32 says you shall be driven among from among men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and you shall be made to eat grass like an ox. Mm-hmm. Seven periods of time shall pass over you, whatever that means, however much time that is. We, we don't really know. It says until you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to him, he wills. Immediately the word was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar. He mm-hmm. was driven from among men and ate grass like an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claws. Yeah, so he basically um, went out of
0: his mind, became yeah. uh, like a beast of in the field. Yeah. Um, and it was because he still had more pride in his own kingdom yeah. than he had faith in God. And so as we see throughout these first four chapters here that Nebuchadnezzar's faith in God was progressing and was was developing. Yeah. Um. He never let go of self. Um Correct. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of that song that we sing. It's like uh, the first verse is some all of all of self, self and none, none of the progressive progresses. Okay. Um. Some of self, some of the. Okay. Yeah. More of of the, less of self, and then yeah. eventually the last verse is. Uh, none of self, all of thee. Yeah. Um, and we just, Nebuchadnezzar doesn't get quite there. And yeah. so, um, God humbles him. Yeah. Um, and again, Daniel's the one to interpret the, the dream to yeah. tell Nebuchadnezzar, this is going to happen to you. And then it comes true. And that does happen to Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Um,
1: verse but, 37, though, he,
0: well, I, I was going to say yeah. things kind of turn back at the end. Um, yeah. um, he is, kind of restored to what he was before. Yeah. Um, and in verses 36 and 37, Nebuchadnezzar says, at the same time, my reason returned to me for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and my, and splendor returned to me. My counselors and my lords sought me and I was established in my kingdom and still more greatness was added to me. Now I Nebuchadnezzar praise and extol and honor the King of heaven for all his works are right and his ways are just and those who walk in pride he is able to humble yeah. and so we see a a king of a, a nation that knew not God that that God was was using in order to punish his own people the yeah. Israelites in order to um, to take them correct them take them into exile for 70 years Um but we see the influence from Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego led to Nebuchadnezzar, but even more after that, even Darius and then Cyrus eventually yeah. both um, exhibiting some amount of, of faith in God. I would say Darius yeah. probably more so than Cyrus, who are yeah. the, the next couple of kings that we'll look at. Yeah. Um, but but it's, it's this influence of when you live out your own faith, as Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have here. Yeah. Um, People see that and it develops faith within them as well. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, in this story, um, there are some of these kings and some of the other royal officials that, yeah. that don't, don't believe, believe, but we see the influence that some of them have. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I find super interesting, um, toward, um, Well, I'll go ahead and mention it now. I was going to save it for the end. But um, one of the things I find interesting as far as faith being uh, contagious and um, and acts of faith being contagious is all the way in the New Testament. We're 500 years in the future when Jesus is being born. And it says that wise men came from the east because they knew what signs to look for. They saw the star. And so they came from the east to come see the newborn king. Yeah. I can't help but think those are wise men who were students of students of students of Daniel, yep. um, that that faith, that influence that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and so many others had over there in, in Babylon and in Persia yeah. that that was carried on. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, when the the star that's shining over Bethlehem is seen, then these wise men who who were Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego they were eunuchs or wise men. Yeah. They're in the in the king's court. Yep. Um. Five hundred years later, those same wise men not the same wise men, but the the same group yeah. of people are the ones who recognize the signs. Yeah. For the Son of God being born into the yeah. world,
1: which is really cool. Yeah. So, we don't have time to go over five. I don't think we'll even be able to get to Cyrus. So Cyrus we see in chapter 11, Mm -hmm. uh, towards the end, but, but we're going to take a a little time here. Yeah. uh, And and Cyrus is the one that comes, um, way later.
0: Um, and it's, uh, 70 years after the, the, uh, Israelites were taken into captivity Yes, and he's the one that releases them. Correct. Um, he's the King that you can read at the beginning of Ezra, Ezra chapter one. Um, also the end of, uh, second Chronicles, uh, Jeremiah prophesied about, uh, Cyrus being the one to send them back. Yeah. Um, way before Cyrus was even born like yeah. the, Jeremiah prophesied about this is the king that's going to send them back 70 years later yeah. um but Cyrus is the one that that sends them back and that's not so much I think a testament to Cyrus's faith as much as as it is a testament to God's power that he can work in any and everyone yes um so anyways yeah chapter six
1: all right so we're gonna we'll we're make this real quick we're not gonna be able to read too much scripture um yeah. I know we're we're already uh Cutting it on time. So, so we've got Daniel in the Lion's Den is, is this, this common story that we know about, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, a decree that is sent out by Darius, right? Not Nebuchadnezzar. So we've got a new king now. His name's Darius. And, and he essentially says for a month, nobody can pray to anybody but me mm-hmm. for, for 30 days. And the reason he did that, sorry. I was, was going to say he was almost kind of tricked into it. Yes. Yeah. The reason he did that was because Daniel was so high up in the, in, in the government and, 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 in in the kingdom that all the other people were jealous. And Mm -hmm. so they were like, well, how can we, how can we catch this guy? And they realized that the only way they were going to catch him was to make a decree against his religion because he wasn't doing anything wrong. Well,
0: because if they try to make a decree about anything else other than his faith yeah then daniel's gonna say okay i'll abide by the the laws of this nation yeah like th- that's the kind of character again that daniel is is yep. that he's not gonna say oh well i just disagree with this law from the king so i'm yep. gonna, gonna go against it yeah um daniel is um he's an upstanding citizen exactly and, and he's humble enough to say that uh if the king says this
1: then i obey the king unless it comes to my faith in my god correct and so this this decree goes out that you know because they knew they'd been watching and they knew that he prayed to God three times a day and he prayed at the same time mm-hmm. and he prayed in the open it wasn't like he was trying to hide it No. and so so they 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 convince Darius and basically they say wouldn't it be nice Darius if everybody you know just prayed to you for like for the next days, month yeah. just at, just only to you and Darius you know thinking about it that would be nice yeah it'd be really cool so he signs it and he signs it with with the law of the medes and the persians which at this point cannot be revoked so it goes forward and then all the officials they of course they go out and they find the evidence they find daniel praying not to darius but rather to jehovah to god and they bring him before the king and the king is he's upset and he's sad because darius really really loves daniel yeah and and but he the law is the law and yeah. So he follows the light, throws him into the lion's den, and he couldn't, he couldn't sleep. Right. Oh, yeah.
0: It, it says that he fasted all night long. Yeah. There were no provisions brought to him. And, uh, I think the way it's phrased is that sleep left him. Yes. Um, or in, in verse 18, and sleep fled from
1: him. Yeah. Like he, he was so concerned and worried. All he could think about was, was his servant. Daniel. Yeah. So in the morning, sunrise, he gets up and it's almost like he runs there, right? The king arose yeah. and went in haste. Yeah. Imagine a king running after you. Yeah. A convicted criminal. Cause that's yeah. really technically what Daniel was at this point. Yeah. Basically. The king's running after him and, and he gets there and he, you know, he, he cries out in a tone of anguish. Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? He's asking a den of lions, yeah. who likely anybody thrown in the lion's den, this, these, these lions have been starved; they're hungry. Oh yeah, and this is fresh meat. Yeah, right. And so and so he, he asks that in the den of lions, and Daniel responds, and he says, "O King, live forever! My God sent His angel and shut the lions' mouth, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless mm-hmm. before Him and also before you." O king. I have done no harm. And so what, what I find really interesting about the rest of this is Daniel's brought up out of the lion's den, and he throws the other uh, officials in there, and it says that their bones were broken before, before they, they hit, hit the, the ground. The ground. Yeah. So these lions, they were ferocious, and they were hungry, and they just... Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I it just it shows the power of, of God for sure, and it shows that, well, well we likely won't have miracles like this today. If we trust in God, God will provide for us. God will take care of us. And the sins that we have yeah. will be for It has us. to
0: be the same kind of, kind of attitude, Shadrach, yeah. Meshach,
1: and Abednego. My God has the
0: ability to yes. do this.
1: Yeah. But even if, he even if he doesn't, I'm not I'm...
0: going to, to bow down to anything else besides Correct. him. My God has the ability to deliver me. My God has the ability to save me. Yeah. But even if he chooses to let me go physically through these die. trials, yeah. if, even to physically die, yeah. whatever kind of persecution you may throw at me, so be it. Yeah. Because it's not going to yeah. to alter my faith. It's... I love the statement that you made just a second ago. Yeah. Um, imagine a king running after you to see if you're okay. Yeah. That's exactly what God is doing for us. Exactly. Yeah. A king running to us. It reminds me of the prodigal son. Yeah. um, running to us to, to receive us. Yeah. To make sure we're okay. Yeah. Um, towards the end of, of chapter six here, uh, in verse 25, though, um, Darius makes this decree. It says in verse 25, The king Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. So it, this is his whole kingdom. This, this is um, like, like imagine majority of the world is underneath his kingdom, his yep. reign. And he says, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel for he is the living God enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. And then narrator comes in in verse 28 and says, so this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. Yeah. Um, who, Conquered, um, over the Persians, yeah. uh, became the next oh, powerhouse. Yeah. yeah, became the next powerhouse. And then Rome became the next powerhouse over yeah. the Persians after that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's incredible what one small beginning of, you know what? I know what God expects of me to do. And it's not to eat this food. Yeah. Um, and so I can't do this led to a decree going out to the entire world stating that all people are going to trimble. Trimble. fear and tremble yeah. before the God of Daniel. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. Like that, That's the faith the size of a mustard
1: seed is going to move a mountain type yes. of thing. And and really it all boils down to the belief we have in God. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I mean, I, I believe with all my heart that God is capable of doing anything and everything that he so desires to do. Yeah. Um, I, I know that he has already done so much in sending his son, right? Yeah. In sending Jesus Christ, he has already done so much. Yeah and and so my faith resides in god uh and and so you know we have all of these hebrews 12 right since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses right mm-hmm. we are we are surrounded by such a a great cloud of witnesses of faithful men and women who have served and who have loved god and um we get to use their example and, and their experience to bolster our own faith. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I don't have anything else, man. No, that's all for me too. Um, we always appreciate y'all listening though. Um, like Chris mentioned at the beginning, if y'all have any characters that you want us to, to take a deep dive into and look into a character study, um, for any individual in Scripture, we'd be happy to do so. Or if there's any other topics y'all would like us to talk about, um, reach out to us. Send us an email or Facebook message, um, however you can reach out, and we'll, we'll be happy to do that. Um, so as always, thank y'all for listening.
1: Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, that you please email us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social
0: media. We got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple; it's just Bible conversations. On Instagram, it's very simple at Bible Conversations.
1: Uh, look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also have a an opportunity for you to help us financially through a through a store uh, via Kim's Closet. And you can find that. Uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be. Uh, posting in in each of our episodes. And we just hope that you will, uh, that you'll reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it. And that way you can spread the word without having to say a word. So we appreciate you. Thank you all. Have a blessed week.